Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now we're here talking to the winners of the EY Entrepreneur of the Year Awards. Delighted to meet the winners from the emerging category, Fiona Lahart and Christoph Hennersberger from One Projects. Lads, congratulations. Thank, Thank you, Bobby. You, Bobby. Well done. Thank you so much. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, Fionn, this is a big night for you. You mentioned yeah, yeah. the family. Yeah. You mentioned the people uh, in the office. Yeah. You were very gracious, both of you, in your acceptance. Tell us a little bit about the people behind you guys. Yeah, I think you'll notice, Bobby, like there, there's a team of people behind uh, behind everybody. We're nothing without them. They make the they make the company, but also, like I mentioned, family. Like they, They're with us along this journey every step of the way. You need that support. It's a tough journey. It's a brilliant journey, but you need the, you need the support of your family. My wife has taken every step of this uh, journey with us. Sometimes I feel like she should be in the company, but, uh, you know, it's it's that sort of, you need that support environment around you, and I think that's from our own team, our own projects, and the family as well. You okay. Really uh, and, Christoph, you're working in two, locations and I suppose when you're co-founders and joint MDs is it handy that one of you is in Germany and the other one is in Dublin? <laughs> it, it, is, it is actually handy I have to say uh, we talk every day and we talk very, we talk actually like more more time, many times a day and super close and the exchange is super helpful and needed uh, but then being in two sites is actually super important also to being able to go in the offices and, and being able to communicate with the people locally. But, I mean, we're living it virtually since 2017, since we founded the business originally. And um, we have been actually working ever since super successfully. And that's also the way we will continue. So the business one projects then, you know, the area that you're involved in, uh, the whole cardiac uh, I suppose the technology around yeah. cardiac surgery and cardiac health as non-medical people which I take it that you both are um, how does it operate when you're working then in a field where you're not maybe you're the technical specialist mm. but you're not the healthcare yeah. provider well, just walk tell us a little bit about that yeah yeah well neither of us are medics we're both engineers so we're both uh, we're both definitely techie people uh, we spent a long time before we even started this business we spent nearly a year working with doctors trying to understand their problems what what, what are they seeing what do they need solved and we continue that engagement up now what five six years later we have a big clinical network we touch touch points with them um, regularly we go in and we get our team to go and view procedures and stuff so we're constantly kind of making sure that we're solving their problems okay. so they're, they're as much a part of the team actually uh, as we are now there's a special award tonight at the ey entrepreneur of the year awards they've decided to recognize and rightly so as uh, sustainability and the winner of the sustainability award this evening is stephen nolan uh, from nutritics stephen well done here just briefly tell us what you do yeah, Nutritics is, is a food technology business and, and we support hospitality businesses with trying to understand more about what they're serving their customers. So be it the allergens, the nutrition, the carbon footprint, as, as, as was recognised tonight, and really help them both understand back of house and then communicate that to the customer, what, yeah. what the customer is eating. Interesting. I was in a pub in uh, London about two weeks ago and I went in and all the calories were on the menu. and. Like there was calories of portions, like starters, that were 1,500 calories. And I said, why would you want to put that on your menu? And I, I take it the reason is that it's legislation. Well, it's legislative, but, but where the world is moving around food is, is the next big thing is around the carbon footprint of, of what, what, what we're eating. And, and, and we believe that it will cause a fundamental change in, in food systems and how, how, how people eat, both, I suppose, in terms of reformulation of the, the, the 
the, the dish that you ate in, in that pub as well, as well as customer choice. And, and, and it's not particularly about alienating particular food groups, much similar to the calories. Um, it's around a balance and trying to get the right mix. And, and it's okay to have the 1500 calorie uh, dish, you know, but, but maybe just don't do it every time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So congratulations on the award. What will it mean for you and your business, Stephen? Oh, I think it's, it's a critical validation of, of the work that we're trying to do to innovate into really an undersco- undiscovered area around around the carbon impact of food and and really in the area of uh, hospitality where food data moves quick there's a lot of change yeah. within the supply chain and trying to help operators understand that in real time to to purchase better and also to provide better better options for the customer it's a huge validation I suppose of what what we're trying to do and we're delighted. Now the winners of the established category tonight at the EY Entrepreneur of the Year Awards are two lads uh, with a wonderful business from Limerick, Kieran Cusick and Tom O'Connor from Connacht Construction Limit. Well done to you both. Thank you. Tom, uh, tell us about the evolution of the business. How did you come together? So we started a business 20 year, 22 years ago. We had a little dip in 2008 and we started Connick in 2008. We started from fresh, two Jeeps, one trailer, and a, a row over bag of cement. And we kicked off from there. I think year one, 120, 130,000 euros and about eight or nine fellows working for us. This year, about 150 million euros, offices all over Ireland, and 200 people direct, about two to two and a half thousand people on our sites on any one day across the country. Absolutely amazing. Uh, good story, yeah. It's good. It's, we're proud of it. And, and Kieran, the division of labour, your joint MDs, and Tom is in the office looking at the, the tenders, the contracts, but you're the main man on site. Yeah. Was that just an evolution of roles or was it always going to be that way? I'd say it was always going to be that way, yeah. 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 Tom, is, uh, as I said, stays in the office and does the um, meeting of the clients and so forth, whereas yeah. I would meet them on-site. So yeah. I'm dealing with the on-site um, workmanship every day and the programmes and the yeah. hiring and firing. And What's really refreshing for me is to see uh, two joint managing directors who are also friends uh, running a really, really Thank thriving you. and successful business. Thank so you. congratulations Thank to you both. Thank just, you just to finish, Bobby, yeah. um, we were a bit shocked what happened? We didn't think we were in the running when you look at the rest of our fellow finalists and some amazing companies. When we stood on the stage, we were a little bit um, short of words. And the one thing we missed is our team. Yeah. We have a team of 200 people who work for us. They are amazing. They are iconic. And this prize is about them. It's not about myself and Karen. Well done for saying that. Now, the overall winner, the man of the moment, the man of the night here at the EY Entrepreneur of the Year Awards is Martin McKay. He's the founder and CEO of Text Help. Martin, first of all, supreme winner. Congratulations. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, it's incredible. I'm, I'm a little bit blown away, a little bit speechless. Uh, really wasn't expecting it. Uh, huge, huge honour. Remind our listeners, if you would, uh, Martin, you were on with us recently, but your business, Text Help, it, it, it solves amazing problems for people with dyslexia. Uh, and it was born out of, a, I think, an accident that your father uh, tragically had. Tell us a little bit about the evolution of the business from those early days. Yeah, uh, so when I was 11, uh, actually, my dad had a stroke. And uh, it was a left brain stroke, so he lost the ability to use his right arm and right leg and also lost the ability to speak. And uh, he used to be a science teacher and a uh, farmer as well in his not that much spare time. Uh, but very 
eloquent, driven, communicative man, and uh, in, a, in one fell swoop, he lost the ability to um, communicate, and it really had a profound impact on me. And as soon as I was old enough, I've never been for a job interview, Bobby, but I've, I, I, right? I'm a university dropout and started the <laughs> business. And uh, I started making assistive technology, and I started making software for people with stroke and cerebral palsy and motor neuron disease, people with communication, uh, motion and dexterity and communication problems. And I was talking to a lady in Glasgow College of Art um, and she, had a, she was looking after students with disabilities and she had one student with dyslexia and they categorized dyslexia as a disability, believe it or not, and she had 200 students with dyslexia. Right. And uh, there really wasn't anything in those days for you know people with dyslexia to help them. So I did some research, flew to California, met a guy called Marshall Raskind who was running a PhD in educational psychology and he was studying kids with specific learning difficulties and dyslexia and specifically looking at their spelling. And he was really generous with his research and his research was the start of our first dyslexic spell checker which is now you know, oh. we've been improving that for 25 years. So did you know at that stage when you dropped out of university that it was this area of dyslexia that you were going to, you know, develop something and solve problems in? Honestly, no. I, I thought I was going to solve communication problems, but at the time I was more focused on the profound, kind of more profound um, physical and communication disabilities. And it's an interesting thing. Like, all things in life are on a, a curve, and there are, there are kind of low incidence disabilities that have a really high impact. And then there are a very large number of people who have got a, um, a kind of low impact. Yeah. Uh, and dyslexia is one of those things. It's, you know, we're a conversational species. You know this, you're like, a, you're a radio guy. So we've evolved over millions of years to communicate and the written word is a relatively recent thing. We're just not all wired up for it. And some people, can't read and write very well, but it's not an intelligence thing. It's yeah. just a decoding text. And so some of the things that I did in the early days to help people accelerate their text input, you know, people with motor neuron disease are really slow at typing. And uh, so some of the things that we did to help them just communicate more fluidly and a little bit quicker are become really useful for dyslexic people to just help them write more fluently and confidently, and they know they're not going to make spelling mistakes. Okay. And as I say, you've 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 you're the supreme winner here tonight. You 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 applauded the 300 people that work with you. Um, where next for this business? Because I know you've been hugely successful, particularly in the American market. We've been successful in the American market in education. So we've reached about 20% of schools. But for us, the next big thing is when those kids leave school, we've shown that we can really get people through school and through university, get them to graduate. But when they go to the workplace, uh, the workplace is not as inclusive as it needs to be for dyslexic employees. And, you know, there's like 8, 10%, the same number of people who have blue eyes have dyslexia. No way. Yeah. And they're not, I mean, they won't put their hand up and say, I've got dyslexia. And they end up getting stuck in their career because they don't want to advance to somewhere where they have to do a lot of reading and writing. And so our mission is to try to create a little bit of social change yeah. and create a more inclusive workplace. And, and, and it's perfectly logical, having solved a problem at education level in school or university, that why would we stop? Why would we not try and help people yeah. all the way through their careers? We spend five times more of our life in work than we do in school yeah. or in education. And, you know, actually, I regret not 
pushing on this piece earlier in my life. Uh, it's really only in the last few years that we've been focusing on workplace, and it's something that we're at Textile really passionate about. We really want to make a change. Well, listen, you're an amazing man with an amazing business. We wish you every success. Martin McKay, founder and CEO of Textile, every success to you, and congratulations again. Thank you, Bobby. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.